Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope this finds you doing well. I hope everybody is having a good summer so far. It is the week of July 18th, and it's actually the week of our first indoor Sunday service since March of 2020. So uh, if you're around, if you're in town on uh, July 18th, join us at 10 a.m. There are new mask guidelines in LA, so we ask that everybody of course, wear a mask, and it'll be great to see everybody, so I hope you can make it. And then next Sunday, July 25th, we'll be back in the garden for Garden Day at 9 a.m., so I hope you can make it. It looks like the weather's gonna be really great. You never really know when it comes to summer if it's gonna be one of those 100-degree days or, uh, or, you know, even hotter. So it's going to be, it looks like the high is gonna be in the high 80s, so in the morning, it should be really nice. It should be in the 60s, 70s, so. Hope you can join us for that. Uh, okay, so we are in the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, continuing in the Gospel of Mark, Mark 6, 30 through 34, and then 53 through 56. The lectionary kind of cuts out the middle part there. And then I'm going to give a few thoughts, some questions that'll prompt us. And then on Sunday morning, we'll have a, a bit of a conversation about this and kind of experiment with uh, the podcast and then kind of maybe abbreviated thoughts on Sunday for me. So we'll see how we'll see how it works. But I'm gonna offer some short reflections here and then we'll talk about it on Sunday. Okay, Mark 630. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and hurried there on foot from all of the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When the boat had crossed over, they came to a land at Gesenaret and moored the boat. And when they got out of the boat, people recognized him and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in marketplaces and begged him that they might even touch a fringe of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. The word of the Lord. Okay, so we come to this text in the wake of the text that Kelly talked about last week, and we see Jesus um, respond in the, the wake of losing his mentor, John the Baptist. And he had just sent the apostles out into communities, bringing healing and wholeness, and Jesus's initial response here is to go out uh, to the desert to to rest, and I think he, I think he intuitively understands uh, the toll that the kind of work that they're doing takes, um, healing, seeking justice, and and perhaps just simply uh, being human. The the kind of toll that that takes. That essentially we all need a break. And maybe a question that we can start with uh, this week is when was the last time that you realized you needed rest? When was the last time that you realized you needed rest? And I think that in our culture and our time, uh, you know, we have terms like self-care that are thrown around a lot. Uh, but I, I think we should take this um, concept and this idea seriously outside of 
maybe some of the really glib ways that it's talked about in our culture today. That when was the last time that you really needed rest? And how do we how do we even understand rest in a world and in a time where society places so many demands from different directions onto our lives? Uh, we we all know that the U.S. is the only industrialized nation to uh, to not guarantee things like paid uh, workers' leave, paid family leave, paid maternity leave. Uh, what does it say? What does this say about our culture and our values when we rank last among industrialized nations and in all things like uh, medical care, paid leave, vacation, unemployment, retirement? What I think it's important to to critically look and examine how um, this kind of culture and society places messages on who we are as people and how we might have internalized messages of labor, value, worth, uh, either internally, uh, either consciously or unconsciously. And all of this in the context of the question, when was the last time you realize that you needed rest. And a lot has been said, and there's research even just about how uh, all of these kinds of factors contribute to high levels of anxiety and stress that we see in our culture, depression. Uh, When was the last time that you realized you needed rest? And I think we see this, uh, Mark is showing us something really important about the way Jesus moves in the world, not only from his um, his compassion, his love, uh, what he's doing when he's healing uh, the sick, but he's also healing as a it's it's more of an integrated wholeness. Yeah, it's uh, obviously there are those with like physical ailments and and um, he's casting out demons and Mark and all that kind of stuff. But there seems to be something about what it means to be human in the context of how Mark talks about Jesus and the kingdom of God, that there's an integrated wholeness into the work. Um, there's a universality even of the work that Jesus is doing in the world, that it's not just about healing uh, sick people that are brought to him, although that does happen as well. Uh, and I think there's something important, even just in the idea of him recognizing that he and the disciples need time for rest. And at the beginning of Mark, we see, uh, you know, Jesus coming into this identity, and I guess we could say mission of the kingdom of God. And maybe it's important to to talk about how um, the outpouring of that identity and mission and work, the outpouring of that is uh, what this text says is compassion. That he he goes out, him and the disciple, he and the disciples, they go out uh, to rest, and then this group meets them, and his still his outpouring from his identity and his mission is compassion. And I think we shouldn't we shouldn't overlook that because uh, sometimes when we think about maybe rest or self-care or vacation, it can be, it can be fairly uh, internal or almost selfish, like I need this vacation or I need this rest. And it seems to be, at least the way Mark is talking about this, that rest uh, as a kind of disengagement, as disengagement is a kind of engagement, that it, it is ultimately in service 
of those in need, that this outpouring of love, compassion, is what happens from um, this deep kind of stillness and inner peace that that we see Jesus uh, living into. And then I think calling the disciples into this way of being, even though the disciples in the Gospel of Mark kind of don't necessarily get that. And Mark's pretty hard on the disciples. Uh, so this rest is critical because... Well, I think just because we're we're human, and I think this is something that we talk a lot about at Mission Hills, that uh, what Jesus is doing is bringing us into our humanity, is bringing us back down to earth, that uh, this life is not about leaving this earth and going somewhere else, or um, being saved and going somewhere else, or trying to escape, but Jesus is teaching us and bringing us back constantly to our humanity. So... In this, he's trying to create the opportunity for, for I think, this group of people to, uh, not only his disciples, but the work is to have this group of people realize their humanity and that it's not contingent on the way that society labels them or us. It's not about class, tribe, religion, economic status, etc. Um, Jesus' response, uh, it reminds me, uh, you know, it comes from this, um, this, this deep well of inner peace. And it reminds me that uh, this quote, that if one possesses inner peace, then a multitude will find salvation. If one possesses inner peace, then a multitude will find salvation. I, I kind of see that in this text, that um, this salvation, or uh, we can think about it in terms of freedom and liberation, that this liberation comes from Jesus's ultimate understanding of his humanity, his dignity, in that everybody possesses this dignity in a society that tries to um, to rob us of that dignity, to, to dehumanize. So Jesus seems to know that the dynamic of this universal salvation, liberation, comes from this deep well of personal peace, stillness, silence, rest, uh, that it's important to continually to find peace with ourselves for others in our world to ultimately be transformed as well. A professor of mine uh, would say that you can't find peace with others if you can't first find peace with yourself, that we can't find peace with others. If, if we don't first have some kind, if we haven't made peace with ourselves, uh, uh, you know, it starts, it starts with us. Um, and sometimes we, we put ourselves into a lot of external things, um, and not all even bad, right? We can put ourselves to a lot of external um, great causes and great things um, as a way of avoiding something within ourselves that we haven't quite made peace with. Uh, I tend to think sometimes about um, thinking of rest as like falling into an unknowing that's that's a way of knowing who we truly are. And the way that I often experience this is in a physical space. There are different physical spaces that I can go to where I feel like I sort of dissolve or disappear. And in, in that experience of sort of dissolving or disappearing, you, you feel, um, or I feel that, uh, separated from these kinds of labels and all of it just sort of happens. Uh, it's not like a conscious thing that I, I think about doing, but as a result of sort of disappearing um, from 
labels, you sort of actually feel who you truly, truly are. Um, and, and to me, I, I, maybe I would pose the question of, is there a physical place where you go to where you disappear and in disappearing, you actually realize who you truly are without the labels of your job or your family dynamic, um, your relationships, uh, or even your name? Is there a place that you have ever been where you get that sense? Maybe that's a question that we can talk about on Sunday. Um, we can consider rest, uh, disconnection, Sabbath is another way to think about it, uh, as an important, critical engagement because it reclaims, it's a way of reclaiming our humanity in opposition to political or cultural forces that need to categorize as a means of often as a means of subjugation, like rest, silence, Sabbath, understanding your true identity is a way of claiming your humanity. And this is a powerful political action in a culture focused on dehumanization. Uh, Rabbi Heschel wrote in his book on Sabbath that the solution of our most vexing problem will not be found in renouncing technical civilization, but in attaining some degree of independence from it. And Jesus understands that uh, we all have the ability to be liberated from the systems and effects of empire. It's a path of disengagement as a form of engagement that is in direct opposition to the ways of empire in those in power like Herod, um, because Jesus obviously prioritizes healing and that comes from compassion from this place of, of inner true identity, peace, etc. Uh, and it prioritizes, uh, a person's humanity and in individual dignity. And this ends up being ultimately communal. It's not like I was trying to say earlier, it's not disconnected or self-serving um, like the mutual interests of those or affinities of those in power um, that empire, the ways of empire and those in positions of power, um, there are mutual interests and affinities that, that need to categorize and disconnect. And ultimately Jesus's response to groups of people is is not just rest for the sake of the individual. It's not just freedom for the sake of the individual. It's not salvation just for the individual, which you would uh, think if you went into a lot of churches. This kind of universal salvation, this kind of universal liberation is ultimately communal. It is recognizing that people have the autonomy and freedom to be liberated from these systems of empire that say, uh, to to Joshua Heschel's point, that we can attain some kind of independence from these um, cycles of technological civilization that put so many demands on the human individual, that there is a communal aspect, that it's critical that our humanity, that we're all tied together, that it takes the entire community to also be able to um, realize that uh, 
our individual liberation does not happen without ultimately the liberation of all people. I'm not sure if that made sense, but uh, we can talk about it on Sunday. Uh, so the way of Jesus, this this sort of path that Mark is is showing us, is this path of self-emptying love uh, coming from compassion that is then demonstrated in the fellowship of, of community. And there's a massive section that was cut out of the lectionary. But this kind of compassion, this kind of self-emptying love that we see on behalf of Jesus, uh, that I think arises from the emphasis on rest, the, the human dignity of every person that is found in this kind of disappearance and engagement, um, separating ourselves, finding independence from systems of empire, that this is ultimately expressed in the healing of the community. Um, it's extremely moving to then see this middle part in context of this whole story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh, I think it's the 5,000. It's one of the feeding narratives that this happens as a response of this compassion, this, this well of uh, Jesus's inner humanity, this dignity that he believes is God given to all people and that everybody's liberation is, um, is necessary for, um, for the community. So while Herod, if we take it back to Kelly's sermon last week, while Herod and the elites, um, have their way of inflicting suffering, anxiety on uh, the people of Jesus' day, um, a massive wealth gap, um, classes of society that, that needed to amass power in their own way. And then today we have uh, corporations, billionaires, um, the elitist class doing the same thing in different ways um, with unfettered greed. Uh, we saw so much uh, the last couple of weeks with uh, the oil leak and the fire in the ocean. Uh, we saw uh, the Exxon revelations and corporate lobbying from, from Exxon executives. And we saw the billionaire space race uh, happen right before our eyes, all in a culture that, you know, by and large, praises this kind of behavior and praises this sort of unfettered greed. Not everybody, but I would say on the whole, um, this kind of pseudo-progress is applauded, and yet this sort of desire to, to take flight, to, to leave this planet, while uh, so many people are suffering from the effects of, of climate change, so much of our, our, of our ecosystems are... Um, are disappearing because of the unfettered greed of the fossil fuel industry. And all of this is interwoven with what it is for us to be human, what it will be for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids to be human, to be liberated, to experience a life where they have the full dignity of being human. Uh, if we see Jesus's uh, material actions grounded in a kind of um, deep spirituality that uh, the material love and compassion that um, he has for the liberated community and liberating the community is the same thing as Jesus's um, spiritual well of love that comes from rest 
that comes from disengaging as engaging. That these are not um, that these are not different things. That the that the rest serves the community. That the rest in the time away is actually a countercultural call uh, for the human to find independence from the systems of empire. So maybe some questions to take us into Sunday is, how do we view the, the radical call of, of Christ to, to break away, to, to question um, the systems of power and their lures for, um, for more, uh, for divinity, for, um, for taking flight, for the heavens? Uh, it's just so funny how um, the, the tech industry and the billionaire class are so obsessed with with leaving the earth. And what I see the, the spiritual, the actual spiritual message of Jesus is constantly bringing us back to our most basic forms of humanity. Um, in, in, the, in the, the fight for uh, today, even the liberation of all people in that mission. All right, I'm gonna leave it there. I think that's enough. Uh, I don't know if any of that made really much sense, but maybe we can talk about it on Sunday. If you're gonna be around, we'll be at Mission Hills at 10 a.m. on Sunday. We'd love to have a conversation about this uh, text and your thoughts. So bring questions, bring um, criticisms, you, you throw it at me, all right? Just throw it at me and uh, I will see you on Sunday. And as always, as we approach this week, maybe love God, embrace beauty and live life to the fullest. Be well.